TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Happy Wednesday. Is it a happy Wednesday? Well, it's not snowing. It's a good start. It's kind of greening up out there. Admit it, 48 feels pretty good, especially when the sun is out. Twins had a nice win, a, a freakish win yesterday. <laughs> And uh, our Timberwolves, last second freak shot, they lost to the Grizzlies, but they're not out of it just yet. Here's how the ending of the Wolves-Grizzlies game sounded last night. Jaden McDaniels will guard Dylan Brooks. We're tied at 109. Brooks to trigger in, looking, bounces it in. Morant's got it, top of the key, down the lane, scoops it up, off glass, got it with one second left. Timberwolves don't have a timeout. Jared Vanderbilt looking to trigger in. Towns with it. Three-quarter court heave on the way is offline. The ball game is over. John Morant has won game five for the Grizzlies. His layup with one second left. Wins it for Memphis. 111-109. They take a 3-2 series advantage. Game six coming up Friday night in Minnesota. Oh my, yeah, the Wolves were up double digits much of the second half. And I guess, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Patrick Beverly, there was some trash talk going on. Apparently he told John Morant he was too small to guard him. <laughs> really? With 425 remaining. Uh, so, um, John Morant, Scored 13 straight points after that, including the game-winning layup. You know, sometimes the trash talk works. Often it just incentivizes the other team. So, I don't know. I don't know. I know it's a part of the game. The good news, the Twins had a freakishly good game yesterday and a bizarre end to that game. You just have to hear to believe. Two and two the count on Sano. And the pitch, a swing and a line drive into right center field. Grossman over to his right. It's over his head. It finds the wall. A late break from Lardick. He's got the green light. Now the stop sign from Watkins as the throw comes back in. But now the Twins are all over on the bases here. And now oh! they throw it in left field. They throw it into left field. Lardick scores. Urshel is coming home. Defense implodes. And the Twins win the game. Are you kidding? We saw it with the White Sox. And now the Tigers throw the ball all over target field. And the Twins win in dramatic fashion. It's, it looked like a little league game out there. I mean, the Tigers just imploded. 
I mean, the catcher, the Tigers catcher, Hoswood, threw it right over the third baseman's head and, and, and well, yeah, sloppy would be a generous assessment, but, uh, hey, we'll take the win. A win is a win is a win. But, yeah, just a bizarre scene yesterday in Detroit. But, um, DJ, any thoughts, any deep thoughts or not-so-deep thoughts about either game? Yeah, I mean, look, I was looking forward to an interesting night in Minnesota sports. I didn't know how interesting and dramatic and heartbreaking it would be. Um, The Wolves, uh, it just feels like we're letting an opportunity slip through our hands. Look, they weren't favored in this series, but at times they have played so well and then have really blown two games already. Yeah. and then they won the one game by one point. I don't know. There's been so much drama in this series. And, you know, the stats would say it's pretty hard to come back and win two games in a row, including all the travel and one here and one there. But with how strange this series has been, I, I, I don't – you can't discount anything. So stay tuned later this week for the, the rest of that series. And it, it, it could be interesting. The best could yet still be. And we don't know when on Friday yet? Um, no, we do not know when okay. – the next game the next will be game. there. They're waiting right. to see TV slots and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it it, uh, it will be very interesting. And the Twins game, I mean, baseball is one of those sports where you say you've never seen it all. There's always something new. And you heard um, Corey Provis call it, but you could hear Dan Gladden in the background go, Oh! And it's just this <laughs> natural reaction of... You know, so many things yeah. happen in that play. It looks like Robbie Grossman's going to catch the ball in right field. They and were then all he, bunched up and on then the bases. He doesn't too. catch the ball. And then the, yeah, and then there was three runners on two bases. Yeah. And, and then finally they just throw they the ball into the offense. He's just, that been I mean, yeah, you can't make it up. So yeah. always something new. And this time yeah. it broke in the Twins' favor. And next time it might not, but it's yeah. fun to, hey. to win one like that. We'll take a win, however we get the win. So, uh, Anthony Fauci says the pandemic is over with a few caveats we'll see what greg poland greg poland from the mayo clinic has to say about that when we come back on cco is it over just like that really should have a ticker tape parade there there should be some sort of a celebration maybe we get a a day off a week off for having survived covid19 and I'm, i'm not being cavalier nearly a million americans lost their lives prematurely. A million families and extended families impacted by the worst pandemic in a century. Joining us as he has uh, religiously since the start of this thing, Dr. Greg Poland at the Mayo Clinic, vaccine expert. So good to have you back with us, Greg. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Always enjoy being with you. Well, you've given us some uh, some great advice, solid advice during these these crazy times, and uh, I, you know, for one, have appreciated your bedside manner, your calming demeanor, and giving it to us straight with no spin. And I've got to start with some uh, what I thought was shocking news. The CDC says that fifty seven percent of the general population, almost six in ten adults, and three out of four kids have antibodies. For the virus um, and that many of us have gotten the virus and many of us don't even know that we got the virus is this from in other words do you only get the antibodies if you've had the virus or could you get that from from having the vaccine or, and the boosters no the antibody they tested for the n 
for nucleoprotein, that antibody is only present if you've gotten infected. But I'm concerned about the headlines I've seen about that CDC study because people will misinterpret it. These were people seeking health care for medical problems that they tested the waste blood on. That is highly unlikely to be representative of general America Ah. uh, or of you and I, for example. It does give us a hint in the direction that, yeah, the levels are, are, the the number of people who have gotten uh, infected is probably reasonably high. But, you know, in that in that same study, we don't know anything about race. We don't know anything about geography. We don't know anything about gender. Um, we do know about age in that same study. The number of people with evidence of prior infection who are age 65 and older was only 30 percent, 33 percent. So, you know, it, it gives us hints, but I'm, I'm worried the public will take it as, you know, gospel. And it isn't. Interesting. Curious to get your feedback as to uh, what Anthony Fauci just had to say. This was yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden's chief medical advisor told the PBS NewsHour that the country was no longer seeing tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. And here's what he said that made me almost fall off my sofa. He said, we are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. But he warned that... The coronavirus is not going to go away, and people will still need to get vaccinated intermittent, intermittently. Are, are we out of the pandemic phase? Are we in the endemic phase now? So I think we've got to be really careful about parsing words. Uh, in the last two weeks, cases in the United States, when people started taking masks off, have surged 53%. We're now back up about 50,000 new cases a day that we know about. And remember, there's who knows how many thousands of people a day doing home testing who never get captured and reported into these numbers. And yet the numbers we do know about have surged back up to 50,000 a day. Now, if so, so by cases, no, we're, we are not endemic yet. By hospitalizations and deaths, You could fairly say that we're down to 400 ish or so deaths a a day uh, due to this virus. But I think it's I think it, 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 it misleads in terms of people thinking I can throw away any precautions. We're in the quandary we are with increasing cases, increasing numbers of variants because people are pretending the pandemic is over. I don't believe that it is. Interesting. We're headed that direction. We're headed that direction. I'll grant that. Yeah, everybody wants to declare victory, and, and I get that. And uh, But I just, yeah, it had me scratching my head a little bit with just the number of, of new cases, as you pointed out, 50,000 a day. Right. I'm curious, just like cold fronts in Minnesota, um, it seems <laughs> like more variants are inevitable, but the trends for these variants... They, they seem to be more contagious but milder in terms of symptoms, but we shouldn't assume it will always be that case with every new variant, right? You're exactly right, Paul, as you almost always are. I'm so impressed. Yeah, yeah, right. um, <laughs> uh, so, so just a very brief background. 
Not one of us as experts, not one of us predicted that Omicron would uh, evolve and form a completely different lineage. We thought that variants would be Delta variants, and they weren't. So it makes the point that this virus has a lot to teach us, and we can't predict. Now, what about the, the, the concept that it's more contagious? Well, the newest subvariants circulating are about 30% more contagious than Omicron, which was 50% more contagious than Delta, which was 50% more contagious than Alpha, which was 50% more contagious than the original Wuhan. So we are way, way up. In fact, you know, when we started the Wuhan virus, if you got infected, on average, you infected two or three people. Right now, you get infected with Omicron or one of the subvariants. You're infecting an average of 12 people. And that's an exponential increase. That's just below 16, which is the R0 number for measles, which is the most contagious human virus known. And so you look at uh, what's happened just in the last couple, literally in the last handful of weeks, we went from 1% of BA2, 12, and 12.1 Omicron subvariants to now 20% of the cases that have been sequenced in the U.S. In, in central New York, that's 90% of the cases. And guess what's coming up? high school proms, graduations, where people will, I'm sure, throw caution to the wind. And we're going to see super spreader events like we saw with the gridiron dinner and with this uh, New York prom that happened. And that's not a good thing for us. Um, If you are immunized, then that infection is less severe than what we saw with Delta. If you're immunized, your chances of dying and you have a normal underlying immune system are really small. But that doesn't mean that you wouldn't infect other people or end up with complications like the many complications of long COVID. So let me let me ask you about people at this relatively late date still getting, um, you know, vaccines and booster shots. Because Paxlovid, now correct me if I'm wrong, they've done studies, extensive studies, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, the horse dewormer, none of that works. But Paxlovid does work. It's a pill, and it looks like the White House is going to make this pill available widely in the very near future. So some people say, well, if I get it, I get it. I don't need the vaccine because I can just take a pill the American way. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Well, you know, just, just, just to be clear, it's three pills that you take in the morning, three pills that you take in the evening. You do that for five days. Um, and it's very effective, but not perfect. About 80, 85% effective in preventing severe disease and death. Um, We're beginning to learn about some so-called viral rebound cases where there's a sense that people take it for five days, go off the medication, and then uh, have a rebound in their symptoms and and detectable virus in their body. So there's there's more to learn because now we're using it against Omicron. Remember, it was developed against Delta. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're immunized, you're very unlikely to die. But if you're not immunized, let's just take Omicron. If you were not immunized and got Omicron, your chance of dying 
was 20 times higher that of somebody who was vaccinated. So it's not too late to get vaccinated. It would be the preferred way and then use antivirals if you got infected and were at high risk of progression to more severe disease. Okay. That's good to hear. I I appreciate you clarifying that. Dr. Poland, when we come back, um, and I'm not surprised that you would have an amazing daughter who is a mental health counselor and uh, founder and CEO of Poland and Associates. Caroline Poland is going to be joining her father talking about the mental health aspect of COVID and everything else going on and, and why so many Americans, especially teens and young people, are experiencing depression and anxiety. That's coming up next on CCO. Paul Douglas, back with you on CCO. Thank you for tuning in. DJ producing today. Jor was on this morning, 9 to noon. Hope you were listening. I think she got into too much trouble. No more than usual. Glad to have you with us. And uh, again, I've been so grateful to have Dr. Greg Poland on our show since the beginning of the pandemic. I didn't realize I should have assumed that uh, his offspring were just as bright and energetic and informative as Dr. Poland is. And uh, how's that for a lead in? But it's, it, it's true. Caroline Poland is a licensed mental health counselor and founder and CEO of Poland and Associates Consulting. Caroline Poland, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. What uh, your father, obviously um, world famous in terms of vaccine, vaccinology and and efficacy and safety of vaccines. What what took you into the mental health realm? You know, I just I you know obviously grew up in Rochester, big healthcare community, mm-hmm. and it was just something that as far back as eight, I was just intrigued with. I knew I wanted to be a counselor and never wavered in that. So I think, you know, we're whole people and we, in order to be healthy people, we can't just focus on physical health or mental health. We really need to focus on the intersection of both of those things. And so that's the route that I took. Well, plus Caroline, there was one other thing. You don't like the sight of blood. Yes. (laughs) I I, I need to stay away from that. So I don't blame you. I got to, I got to tell you, Paul, uh, Dr. Fauci must be listening to WCCO radio after our comments. And he just issued a statement saying clarification. We are not out of the pandemic. We're only out of the full blown explosive phase. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Hello, Dr. Fauci. If you're listening and, uh, Interesting. So, Caroline, I'm I'm curious. I mean, the the pandemic uh, impacted so many families, and I think there's sort of the, the trauma of not knowing what tomorrow will bring, and how will this affect my health and my business and my ability to be employed. So, I think you know most Americans are experiencing some level of PTSD. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. But for some, uh, the impacts were worse than others, and especially young people. That recent CDC study showing almost, what, four, five out of ten teens are suffering some level of depression and anxiety. What can you mm-hmm. add to that? Well, absolutely. And we certainly have experienced traumas and, you know, 25 months of uncertainty. And we've, we've all been touched by that. We don't get out of this pandemic without scars. And certainly uh, children and adolescents have really deeply been impacted. So that, that study that you mentioned uh, found that about 50% of adolescents experience sadness, hopelessness, um, about 25% had attempted or seriously considered or attempted suicide um, and solidly about 12% had attempted suicide. And what they found, interestingly, is that each of those numbers was cut almost by half when there was a felt experience that there was someone at school that they connected with, whether a peer or an educator. Interesting. And and one of the... Uh... The things that really made me do a double take, school connectedness was a protective buffer for mental health. In other words, you know, you stare at your screens all day and you're isolated. That's not helping your mental health. And young people especially, uh, that can be a huge negative. You get people back in class and and things usually get better when there's face-to-face, right? Well, Yes and no. I, I think this is a, an important conversation because, yes, of course, it's much easier um, to have those connections in person. And yet we can still do that well, even at a distance. It just takes a little bit more proactivity. And I think this study in particular highlights the need for proactive conversations about how we address healthy school connections, both in person and virtually now rather than waiting until the next time that you know a pandemic were to happen what what can people listening do today um it seems like god willing we're we're out of the worst phase of the pandemic Mm -hmm. but what advice would you have for moms and dads and and younger people listening in terms of caring for each other uh based on your experience caroline One of the things that we naturally go to is some sort of numbing behavior. And that's going to look a little bit different for each person. Uh, Certainly scrolling Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, things like that are part of that numbing behavior. And 
while that sort of uh, makes us feel a little connected to the world, that's not actual social connection. And so at the end of the day, we do need to put down the phones, turn off the news, which can be rather divisive and move us further into different camps and really work to connect, to listen to one another and engage with one another. If we can do it outside, all the better, because we actually find that being in nature and being around the color green in nature served as a second protective buffer to things like anxiety and depression as well. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Uh, Greg, I want to mention this. I, uh, I've always appreciated your transparency and your authenticity. You had a, an interview at the Star Tribune, and you mentioned one of the side effects you experienced uh, from what was it, the second vaccine, a ringing of the ears, tinnitus, which which I've suffered from for the better part of 30 years. So I, mm. I, I sympathize, and it is annoying, and I don't know how much, if anything, you want to talk about that and did that affect your mental health and your outlook? And, and was your daughter able to help you? Yeah, you know, <laughs> children can be a great uh, help and solace uh, to, to parents. It, it goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. And we certainly talked about some of that. For me, the, the major issue is it, it makes me sad that I will never hear silence again. I can't get away from this ringing. And uh, I, I also, I, I was transparent about that uh, because I want to stimulate research into that. We have a new grandson. I, I don't want my grandchildren to, to suffer from this. And it's mostly a problem for me at night. I'm busy enough during the day where I can kind of ignore it. The problem is if you wake up at night, get up to go to the bathroom, uh, I can almost never fall back asleep. Now, it's led to increased productivity, but you know, I know as a physician that you know, getting five hours of sleep a night or six hours is not enough. Yeah. Just uh, what has worked for me is just a white noise machine, a dedicated yeah. white noise machine in, in, the, uh, in the bedroom, and that, that seems to help at night. Uh, Caroline, what, what would you add to that in terms of people? And I realize you know, others have experienced side effects, although pretty rare right when it comes to the vaccines and the boosters but what advice would you have whether it's a side effect or even if you just know somebody you know a family where somebody was was perhaps killed by this virus is it better to engage directly and or do you just sort of sidestep and and try not to engage for fear of making the situation worse i think when we're grieving People, we find that people begin to interact with us a bit differently and understandably so to, to normalize this. It's hard to know, do we mention this to someone? Do we, uh, we don't want to make them sad. Do we just kind of ignore it? And I think it's important to remember that people don't forget about their grief. They're journeying with their grief for the rest of their life. And I think for the majority of people, not everyone, but there's so much relief in knowing that my loved one isn't forgotten. My struggle isn't forgotten. I think that ties a little bit back to that connectedness that I talked about earlier. We have to know we aren't alone. And when we have that felt experience that we matter or our grief or our pain matters, it's so relieving because we're seen for who we are and accepted for who we are and the emotions that we have. 
Well said. Joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, mental health counselor Caroline Poland and her very proud papa, Dr. Greg Poland at the Mayo Clinic, <laughs> vaccine expert. Uh, we sure appreciate both of you and uh, hang in there and, th- and thank you for uh, everything you're doing to try to help. Thank you, Paul. You thank bet. you. Thank you both. <sighs> so I don't know how we scored this. But when we come back and interview with the European model, that's next on CCO. Paul Douglas is looking at some European models. And I realize the limitations of models, trust me. Nothing on the Doppler unit yet. It's 30. That's sloppy out there. Really? Some of my best work. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um so we you know as meteorologists we look at a lot of models. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. We have to look at models. If it wasn't for models, we wouldn't be able to predict beyond 24 hours. The key is knowing which model to believe when, which model to throw out. And it gives me no pleasure to say that fairly consistently the best model on earth is the European model. The ECMWF, the European Center for Medium Range Weather Forecasts, uh, based in Reading, England. And somehow, DJ, being the amazing producer he is, was able to score an interview with the European model. And uh, we are so grateful to have the European model with us today. Um, Question number one for the European model. Why are you better than the other models? Well, Paul... Many, many reasons. Many, many reasons. I must say, we are more beautiful. We are more beautiful. We are, we are skinnier. There's not so much food on the, there's not so much food in Eastern Europe. So we got a good bar. beer. We keep it tight, as they say. Okay. Da? Uh, yeah, da. Uh, are you, uh, European model, are you under a lot of pressure to be right all Oi. the time? Da, da, da. European model, go to school. Long time. Long time. Lots and lots of pressure from the government. Oh. Must eat, eat right. Must walk just so. Must move hip just so. Must twist the butt just so. <sighs> so much this pressure. Is not not what I expected. So much. I was expecting sort of a more of a scientific dissertation. I... But uh, yet, I'm I'm not judging you. Uh, last question, European model. Do I spend too much time talking about the European model, or is it just right? Just right. Well, I think you might have a thing for this European model. This, I think. Perhaps, perhaps the wife will say, okay, you go out with the European model. You have some coffee. <laughs> some coffee? Okay. <laughs> poorly, poorly, poorly. Oh, European model. Thank you. I needed that. And and thank you for being so amazing and, and so good at what you do. And I don't take you for granted. I, look, I love all the models. The NAM, the ADA, the HRRR, the GFS, 
but there's something about the European model. Uh, you are in a different league. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today on CCO. Srasvichi. Gesundheit. I needed that. I needed that. DJ, are you are you excited uh, that we scored a an interview? I don't know what just happened there. I don't either. That's did, some crazy technology that you did. You invent that technology? No, to I get didn't. An interview I, with the I invented, European model. I invented Doppler. Oh, that's that. right. You invented Doppler. <laughs> I did not invent the European model. But um, the European model. I hate to say this, and I want the American models to win. I'm pro-American models, but if you look at the data analytically and you compare the model results and the accuracy, the European model is ahead of the game. Oh, my goodness. It was better in rehearsals. (laughs) No, it wasn't. When we come back, fallout from today's report, a pattern of racial discrimination in the NPD. We'll talk to Dr. Rachel Pelos when we come back on CCO. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 